Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Amy. And this is Small Town Not Small Minds. Hey, Alex, what's up? Hey, Em. So this new year, I moved out of my rental in Victoria and in with my parents. I'm house-sitting some of the time, but the other part of the time, I'm living with my parents while they vacation out here. It's a pretty nice life. How long will that be, though, for this window of time? Three months. Oh, wow. Yeah, until the end of April. So far, so good. But I've only been here like five days because I've been house-sitting so much. Yeah, you've been Uh, busy on the house-sit. I know. And I got my number out to a couple more people who were like, you house-sit? And I was like, yes, why is this such a word-of-mouth thing? It's incredible. I love that. I know. Everyone just quit their jobs and become professional house-sitters for well-off people on the island. Absolutely. You live in gorgeous homes when you get to do that. Yeah. And, And hang out with cool animals also that (laughs) anyway I'm just it's funny because you know I'm hanging with my parents again but this fly attacked me I don't know it got all up in my business and then I like flicked it off of me and I was like dad get it get it and he didn't have a napkin but he did have some gum and he just got LASIK so he can see but he can't see up close because it only corrected his like far away vision or whatever yeah he can't see up close he needs reading glasses his reading glasses aren't on so he takes his gum and he like is trying to get this fly and it's so funny because he got it but he didn't know because he can't see and he's like i can't find it where's the fly and i'm like like looking and it's like pss, pss, on his like ew i know it's so How, i don't understand like he just like squished it with his gum and then like it was just squished on the gum ew. and but he didn't know that he's still looking for it i'm like dad it's on the gum he's like i can't find the fly i'm like it's on the gum anyway uh, it was just disgusting and hilarious you would have been like even more disturbing if he just like didn't realize it and just popped his gum oh, back in well, hey, oh i saw that happening as you said that that would happen but also flies in <laughs> february are like that like slow moving and they yes. like land on you and they like linger for too long and they don't That's know how exactly to get out of exactly what happened yeah. it was like kind of like drunk i was like oh um he did save me he didn't put the gum back in his mouth and yeah he didn't fly in the sorry world. He did not. He did not. Yes. Okay. I was like, I just want to verify. No, that's the worst. It's something. (laughs) What's up with you, Aim? I got to go cross country skiing yesterday and I haven't been in ages. Like I literally could not recall when the last time I cross country skied, but we did it for a friend's birthday and we brought her kids and it was so fun. It was beautiful to be out in Kananaskis again in the mountains. No matter what season, I have such a good time if I'm in the mountains. So I'm so thankful to live so close, but we decided to do one last loop and the loop was pretty good. But we knew that there was this long hill at the end and it was like 0.5K of a hill and down. Like we did this loop that led us to this big hill and we're like, we can come down this hill. What you don't know on cross country skis is the equivalent to stopping is like rollerblades. There is no stop. It's just like, you just got to slow stop to a stop in my head. I was like, will I like cross country skiing? And after that sentence answers, no, continue. (laughs) (laughs) And we were going down and like, I was literally like, "Ah!" 
the whole way down. And she was like laughing in the beginning. I tried to see like, can you stop like you would on like downhill skis, like a sideways stop. And I kind of managed and she's like, that's pretty impressive, but I'm pretty sure you can't stop on these once you get going. And so I just plowed down to the bottom and wiped out. And then she was just laughing the whole time. I was not expecting to be as scared as I would be at a like (laughs) really low impact, low entry point sport. (laughs) So I do think you would like it. The no stopping. I don't know. I literally, I was going to like off air be like, do you think I would enjoy this? Because I might. And now I I don't need to know. I know. Actually, you can find really flat trails that have just tracks in them. And it's like really fun to just glide. But like, what's the difference between that and walking? It's harder, right? No, I would say like you just gather further ground faster because it keeps you afloat on the snow. Walking, but more effort. It's almost like a combination of walking and skating, actually. Hmm. I'm not sold. (laughs) I would say for sure, stay on the flat parts because the downhill, there is no stop. It's just like you got to just get to a point where you slow it down. And that is sometimes hard to do depending, like, especially in the mountains. (laughs) So that was kind of frightening, but yeah, that's what's up. That is what's up. And this week we have Amy's friend in the building, Kingsley, Mm -hmm. coming to talk to us about dating in the modern world. I don't know why we need to put modern world because that's the world we're dating in. I say modern because like we talk about apps and we talk about how to approach things, but it's different. Like, would you take dating advice from your parents? I don't. Other than like, maybe like relationship advice, I think it's different. And you could talk about marriage advice, but like, you don't even know what happens in this day and age, dad, like chill. (laughs) fair well anyway kingsley hops on to give us some more relatable advice there we go (laughs) welcome to today's episode we're super excited to host guest kingsley kingsley is my neighbor here in calgary we both live at boulevard also a single companion that we talk a lot about dating stories and share that but I should probably intro him with the best way to meet someone. I was on my way to the airport to Spain to go see Joel. And I kind of just casually threw it out there. We have a coffee machine in our building and there was a bunch of people around having coffee. And I was just kind of like, hey, does anyone want to drive me to the airport? Like going that way casually. And then Kingsley was like, yeah, I'm, I'm free. I can do that. And I was like, nah, like no one really wants to drive anyone to the airport. And so... A beautiful friendship blossomed from that nice random act of kindness. And since then, we've had dinners and we've been able to drive each other to the airport. So now we catch up and talk about love. So it seemed appropriate, Kingsley, to have you on today's episode. I'm honored to be here. We're glad to have you. And I'll call you the next time I need a ride to the airport. Why don't we start off with our fave question? What's the most small town thing about you? Amy, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I was thinking about this recently because I think living in the city has made me a worser cook. Sometimes I intentionally choose not to go buy groceries because I'm like, excusably, I can then eat out. In Stettler, we became like really great cooks. Honestly, we had to with the help of good food. Yeah, that's the only place you get a good dinner is at your own home. (laughs) Yes, but like quite honestly, living in the city, I'm like, it's a struggle. Like I felt bad even Kingsley tonight. He's in the building. I was thinking like, oh, he, I can make him dinner before the podcast. But I was like, I had a sad salad. Like, I mean, sad. There was just like spinach and egg. And I was like, I can't offer this to someone else. (laughs) But Alex, what about you? 
Okay, I was thinking about this. Recalling all of the phone numbers I have just in my head by memory. And one of them is the Wainwright Golf Course because it was one digit swapped with my landline. And every spring without fail, at least half a dozen phone calls to our landline asking to book a tea time. And actually one time it was one of the girls I went to high school with. She's like, Hi, I'd like to book a tea time. And then she's like, Alex, I didn't know you worked at the golf course. I was like, mm, you phoned my house. <laughs> what about you, Kingsley? Uh, you know, coming from Nigeria, there was a bunch of big changes, such as elevators in residential buildings, the traffic laws. Like in Nigeria, we don't even have lines on the road. We don't have uh, traffic signs. Like driving here was a big adjustment for me. Two things I struggled with the most would be slowing down in the school zone. <laughs> and <Yep>. Watch out, kids. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Over here, humans or pedestrians have priority. So in Nigeria, you just have to wait for the roads to clear before you cross the road. Yeah, I struggle with that. So you can imagine the tickets that are wrapped up in my mailbox. <laughs> like, not only are you a speed demon, but I'm also like scared to be a pedestrian around you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm better now. I've been here two years, so um, I think um I'm better than when I got here. That's funny you say that about pedestrians too, because I'm like, as someone who loves walking downtown, like Mm -hmm. I'll be on a crosswalk crossing and people are like honking the horn for me to hurry up. And I'm like, whoa, chill. If I'm walking, I'm a pedestrian. I'm like, "Mm, excuse me, like I am the queen. Everyone bowed to me. And when I'm in a car, I'm like, okay, hurry up. Like, let's get across that crosswalk, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, the tables turn, hey? (laughs) Okay, well, like, I'm so excited to talk about love. I do have to admit I was really nervous for me because you know me on the pod, we only talk about love once a year. And that's honestly around February. I always struggle because it's like the most vulnerable topic to talk about. I love to talk about it personally with people one-on-one. The pod is always a different platform. Like I'm always like anxious and nervous. I should tell the open public that I am still single. So this lady is still on the market. I feel like everyone should maybe give us an update what your dating status is right now well this is our third february on the podcast and uh, most of the time i'm single but guess what i moved to victoria chictoria and finally i'm I'm no longer single i have a girlfriend of five months Um, downstairs kicking me supper right now Oh my gosh, rub it in. (laughs) (laughs) yeah right you're like take that sad salad Kingsley, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still single. Yeah, I'm seeing somebody, but nothing serious. I know that you're a hetero male, so she is maybe gonna listen to this. Yeah, so. that's uh, no, no worries there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually brings us a nice segue into our first topic, which is the topic I'm bringing today, talking about modern dating, and I want to hear your takes on dating apps. For me personally, at this stage in my life, I struggle to keep up with conversations. I struggle to even initiate conversations with my matches, but I still keep them on my phone. Uh, When I get bored, I swipe. I just struggle to really take it seriously. I will not downplay it. People have got married from there. I have friends who got married from a dating app. This was back in the day when we didn't even have the easy ones. This was like 
they use plenty of fishes. You have to oh, yeah. you have to go on your laptop, <laughs> like yeah. open a browser and everything. So you have to like computer code some stuff as well. Yeah. You were like learning computer programming in that same. You had to work for love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I feel that it helps a lot of people who don't necessarily um, have the confidence to approach people. My advantage was when I lived in a small town. At least I could make connections with people outside of that town. And then I would make the effort to go see them, but get matched with so many people so frequently and get overwhelmed by it and it not feel like genuine or anything. So the only time I like it is if you match and then meet like right away, you use it as like the meeting point. But like, you know, sometimes people write on there like no pen pals. And like, I get that. I don't want to message you for weeks and never meet because that's time consuming, honestly. When I moved to the city, I ended up deleting all my apps right away. I'm not like instantly, I just was not on them at all because I went from a small area to a bigger center and I was meeting people. And I am that freak of nature that will walk up to somebody and have a full conversation with them. So part of me, when I first came here, I was like, I want to meet people like organically. And I really was like face to face. Sometimes the one plus for me is just that you get this pool of people who are available. Mm. And so you understand that these are people actually seeking other people. Mm. So that pool is really good. Whereas sometimes I'm out at a club and I'm like talking to someone and we hit it off and they're like, let's have a drink. And then I find out they have like a girlfriend or something. I'm like, oh, okay, well, thanks for the drink. Like, bye. At least I know it's safe for me to be like, oh, this flirting is actually going to lead somewhere. So I did delete all my apps. And then recently... My Instagram has been like, you've been single for a while now. And it was promoting this new app. So I signed up and it's been kind of fun. Like the pool is very nice to look at. So I'm enjoying that. And I'm quite serious. Like I think for me, I'm really being intentional about dating, which is also scaring off a lot of people who aren't. So they're steering like clear. They're like, oh, this woman is on a mission. Eye on the prize. So I think me having stronger intentions about what I'm seeking, apps or no apps, it's actually coming back down to me and like mm. what I'm putting out there. When I match with somebody, I'll have to meet with them very, very quickly. So if it's gone past two, three days, that meetup is not happening. Oh. Um, yeah, the last person that I met off of one of the apps, it was right away. So we matched and that evening we, we met up and... Wow. By the next day, we were looking like people that has been in a relationship for six months. So, yeah, I just don't have the energy, I guess, to maintain a talking relationship with somebody I haven't even met for a week or, or more. Okay, well, this is good to know because I am a busy woman. I don't know that I can change my schedule for two days, like turnaround. But then, like, kind of lead with that. Do you want to catch a drink on Friday kind of thing? Like, mm -hmm. like I set my intention for that. Like, let's meet soon. And not like, we don't need to be like, this is what I'm doing all day and texting. How was your day? Because that, like, we don't know each other. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I think that's a lot of the reason people get tired of um, the dating apps is because a lot of people go on there and then talk, talk, talk. And then there's no actual like outcome. That's like, like yeah. positive outcome where you're like, oh, I have a date or I met someone I like or had a good night. None of that happens if you're just texting on it. That's how I feel. I think it's like that emotional drain. And I think that's why people end up taking a lot of breaks from that. I don't think any person is out here being like, I love dating apps. I think it's yeah. just like something that we've had to start using. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I see people's bio, they be like, I hate it on here. <laughs> me, me too. Like, what, what are you talking about? I was like interested in talking with Kingsley a little bit because I think the ideas that women sometimes have with dating versus men, or at least the story we're told is very different. And so I remember seeing a TikTok recently that was like, women are always looking for a relationship or to be married. That's their main goal. Whereas mm -hmm. men like find themselves in a marriage or relationship. And I guess I'm wondering like, A, what everyone's take is on that. And B, is that true? Like, do you find lots of your peers are like, ah, oh, we're not really looking for a partner. We just happen to find ourselves in that situation. I don't know. I can't really speak for the masses, but Fair. yeah, from what I've seen, guys just want to date until they find somebody who they they can be serious with. You're not meeting up with girls and being like, oh, you don't take all the boxes, so we can't go ahead with this. They're going to go ahead with that, but they know it won't go anywhere meaningful then they do that until they find a meaningful relationship or, or, or until they find somebody that takes all of their boxes or most of their boxes. That's the way I see it or that's the way I've experienced things uh, in that light. Who's ticking my boxes? That's what I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> and second off, in this case, like I know that we're all speaking from our own dating perspective and experiences as well. I love having an honest conversation about dating, but like in your experience, Kingsley, like, how do you know when it's classified as meaningful? Because I feel like as a female on that mm -hmm. side of things where I'm like, oh, like I'm having so much fun with these males or like I'm getting to know them and I'm going on all these adventures with them. I'm like this is super fun. When do they know that that's meaningful? Because for me, I'm like, that feels really like, oh, this is like forward propelling, mm -hmm. even though you're like, oh, it's just like hanging out. And I try to give Amy a lot of advice about men because obviously has paid off <laughs> <laughs> no no it's good actually hearing it yeah. I love hearing a male's perspective yeah um, whether or not I agree with it is another story yeah, of but... course <laughs> if you're hanging out or talking to a man that, that is mature he's going to try and be vocal about his intentions a lot of them will be up upfront about what they want what they're looking for I find that they they are more immature men than mature men guys want to get away with a lot of things so even if they're not feeling it or even if they know that it's not going to go anywhere they're not going to say anything because of the um, little gratification that they want to get from you so these days i like to be very upfront and vocal about my intentions and if it's not going to go anywhere i'd let you know upfront, or i'll let you know what space i am at like right now so that you don't go off expecting anything from me. I commend you for that. I think like being intentional about things is important. I don't think when you're speaking like in your experience and from men, you're saying like, it's always that intentional from men being like, well, I'm just going to like string this person along. Like, I don't think that's always the thought that's happening, but I think like that just happens a lot when you're saying like, you're maybe you're not as mature and being upfront with things. You're just maybe not facing everything so you're just kind of dragging people along i mean women do that too and that happens in straight relationships and not straight relationships like i think i can confidently say that happens in lots of different types of relationships thing i noticed from dating in my 20s to dating in my 30s is i don't know if my bullshit meter i'm better at sniffing it out really quick in that experience but i also do think men have 
gone through experiences too. And like, I appreciate when they're a lot more upfront about being like, this is what I'm looking at. This is what my headspace, this is my emotional space. Counter and say it's not an age thing, but maybe just like your perspective, growth and experience right now, because I think people can do that at a young age as well. Yeah, I I agree. I, I don't think it's maybe necessarily an age thing. For me, it has been maybe. But like you said, I guess that's age. You only probably work on things and get better. And that just takes time. And then you age. Yeah. I don't know. I would like to say that I was pretty intentional when I was younger. And now also. We know you got an age, ageist thing always going. (laughs) I know. I just don't think we need to tell young people that they're not capable of things. Well, and if you think about it, a lot of people get into serious long-term relationships in their twenties. It's not impossible either. So it's just impossible for us. Yeah. (laughs) No, to be fair, the longest lasting relationship I was in was age 20 to 26. That was my last one. So it's almost been a decade. Men, where are you? (laughs) They're coming. They're coming. (laughs) This is is the actual talk that happens behind the scenes with us. It's like him just pep talking me throughout the evening. In my head, my question is also like, what came first, chicken or the egg? Like, do women think that and men think that? Or are we told that and therefore we think that? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we're told by like books, stories, TikTok. (laughs) I do hear that a lot. I hear that saying a lot where it's like, like, okay, like if a man actually wants in a relationship, it's just like them deciding one day and then whoever's close enough to them. But I I like to, the romantic in me likes to think that, you know, you found someone that you're like, wow, this is someone I don't want to give up and I want to keep choosing them every day. And, yeah. you know, maybe you're doing a distance thing or you're not actually proximity wise, but then you decide to make it together. Yeah. Do you guys think that the content we're being fed sort of shape what we want in life? I personally do as like someone who didn't realize they were bisexual until like my mid 20s. I think it was hard for me because I didn't see examples of other women together in relationships that wasn't like Ellen DeGeneres, you know, you're like, and I was like, I don't dress like her or have her hair. So obviously that's not me. And so it took a long time and it honestly wasn't until like TikTok when I was seeing other people that like looked like me being like, ah, I have a relationship with a woman. I was like, oh, wait, that could be me. I think we're told a lot and that just goes in so subconsciously. And even just looking at our parents and how all their relationships were just very traditional in that sense. I think that feeds into your brain in a way that you don't really understand when it's happening regardless of your gender, I think there is a part of you that eventually is seeking out a partner to share your life with. I don't think everyone wants that. Yeah, it's not for everyone, trust me. But like, okay. (laughs) I think we're told that everyone wants that, Amy. Okay. So then like same with kids, I think we're told through stories and what we see, your life has value if you have kids. I think your life has value without kids too, right? Same with a partner, value with and without. You mentioned being busy. Yeah, I am uh, a busy lady. I'm going to give you an advice wall for you and every other busy woman that is out there. Only get on the apps when you're about to have some free time. So let's say your free time is Saturday, Sunday. Get on these apps on Friday or Thursday. Do your swipes and then talk with people and then do the meetups because... And I'm going to use an example, right? Sure. And I always advise my friends who are in Canada looking for jobs. If you're not ready, 
or if you don't think you're in a position to be applying for something, don't waste that application. So you're going to apply to Google, you're going to apply to Apple when you're not close to what they're looking for. Then when you get qualified for those positions, by the time you come back again, they've already seen your application. Your name is probably already in their database. It doesn't really look good. So my advice is wait. Once you're ready, then apply. I like that. Yeah, you can also apply that to the dating world. If you're not ready, don't, because a lot of those long chats that fade away, a lot of those, who knows, that, that could have been the one right? But you made it too long. And now that person is tired of always asking, how is your day every day? I think that's really good advice because especially when you're saying like, even you, Amy, you're like, I don't have the time always to meet up with them or something. What if I don't have the time? Well, then like do it when you do have the time. Yeah. Otherwise, then it's just another app that's on your phone. Yeah. And I also think about the emotional space it takes too, right? Like Mm -hmm. you feel responsible to get back to them. When maybe you don't fully want to, if you're like, I have other priorities above you. Yeah. So then it's prioritizing them into your world as well, which is, it's not bad. I think when people make dating, like people, someone, my therapist said that like, if you approach dating, like you do your career, you will thrive in that field because she's like, you're like so successfully, you, you know, make the time you're very dedicated and all these things. And, and so actually when she had said that, I remember thinking like, that is so true for me. Like if I look at it as a responsibility, just like my career, which rewards me with money, but yet this relationship is going to reward me with other things, then I need to kind of treat it with a high priority as well. That that makes a lot of sense. I think generally people treat uh, their career as this professional thing. And then dating is a leisure thing for whenever you have the time. For me, everything is the same. Like I don't put one over the other. Mm. Um, Work is work. My social life is social life. And I will not reply to your email at 9 p.m. I like those boundaries, all of those sayings, and even movies. Every movie, someone falls in love in like an unexpected way. And people always say, it'll happen when you least expect it. I think that that's honestly bullshit. Like I think you can be intentional about what you're looking for intentional about dating like I don't think anything falls into your lap it's not like you're like oh this job just fell into my lap no one says that I think my most hated saying is what will be will be or if it's for you then it's for you that yeah any sense whatsoever (laughs) Alex knows this about me but like my least favorite saying Alex say it to me it is what it is I hate (laughs) that saying like there are so many people around me who just say that and like Arguably, I guess it works in some situations where like there's things out of your control, but it, to me, it almost sounds like a, an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, no, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. be the change, do the damn work. Then do it, Amy, in your data. I know. I know. <laughs> well, okay. I did move here. When I moved here, I, initially I had a lot more time and I've realized I've bogged myself down with other things. And I am coming back to that actually to be like, I want more autonomy of my time. So mm-hmm. I'm making the changes right now to ensure that happens because that's the thing too. It gets hard when you're at a fixed schedule. So stay tuned everyone for the updates on Amy. All right. Well, Kingsley, we didn't jump to your topic. What did you want to talk about? I'm going to start with personal experiences of mine. I have two stories and then we can jump into and discuss. 
Okay, so the first story is I went on a date with this girl and we had a good date. Mm-hmm. And on that date, she was the one who even said, I just got out of a long relationship, five years. Right now, I'm not ready for anything serious. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on the same page as you. It's going to be casual for me. With me, once we agree that it's going to be casual, no matter what happens, it'll be casual unless I come and say that, okay, I'm feeling this way about you. Can we move to this next stage or be something other than casual friends? If we've not had that conversation, then I could do anything. I don't know. I, I might be wrong. I can do anything in the sense of that I could I could buy you things. I could take you out to places that couples normally go to. We could go to Ikea together, which I just learned that's a couple thing to do. You should be doing that. <laughs> but yeah, my naive me didn't know that you shouldn't be going to Ikea if you're not trying to be serious with somebody. So we went to Mexico together. And then the last day before leaving Mexico, I can't remember the exact question, but it was like, so what are we now? She was like, things have changed for her. And now she likes me a little bit more, so she can't be casual anymore. I'm like, yeah, that's that's completely uh, understandable. But for me, I'll just like to keep things the way they are. And then she starts going off at me and saying that I led her on, saying that I bought her a, a birthday gift. I'm like, I buy all my friends gifts. I buy my male friends gifts. I was going to say, I did tell him my birthday too, because I was like, he's a big perfume giver. So I was like, mark your calendar June 9th. Exactly. You can't use that against me. Uh, The second story I have, I matched with this person on one of these apps. We start talking during Christmas. I bought this person a Christmas gift. And then two or three weeks after that, I was chilling at a bar with some other chick, right? Because I'm not in a relationship with anybody. And then this chick comes and sees us at the bar and you can imagine what happened. One thing I heard one of our friends say was, why have you been leading her on if you know you didn't want to be serious? I mean, you bought her all these gifts. Is buying gifts crossing the line or is this is this an indication that I want to be serious with a girl? I don't think in the scenarios you've done anything wrong with saying like you've been upfront about what you're looking for i think unfortunately i don't know if it's like what women here or what men here but like when you hear that sometimes you hope that that's not going to be the case like you're like oh they're not looking any for anything right now but if we s- keep doing this uh-huh. maybe they will like there's that kind of hope feeling there so i think the only thing that like maybe i would do to like avoid those like blow ups because like I don't think that that's like a mature response from them either I would just maybe do more check-ins where you're like oh I'm really enjoying hanging out with you um this has been super fun and like I want to keep continuing to do this the way we have been doing it like have your feelings changed because my expectations are the same and those are hard conversations to have I also think that that testing the water conversation does need to happen more often like you were just saying Alex like I found that similar story the first one you were just talking about Kingsley I found myself with my last ex-boyfriend we traveled to Kenya in 2019 and like prior to me going my parents were like you're going on a holiday with like nobody we've met or whatever and I was like well I've been seeing this guy for a while And I remember this awkward encounter I had to force him into because my parents were really unnerved that 
I was going with this man they'd never met. And I wasn't even calling him my boyfriend. And so there was all this societal pressure. I felt this outside pressure to have this label on us. But I also think we weren't having those check-in conversations a lot. I know for myself, like when I've seen someone a few times, like my intention is mostly partnership with the people I've met. So if I'm continuing to see them, I like to check in and be like, hey, I'm not talking to other people right now because I want to see where this goes with you. And I want to know like where you're at with that. I think that that's like a fair thing to see because I think a lot of people go on a couple dates and just assume now you're dating. And it's always the assuming that gets, I think, into trouble. The check-in is is really important. I think moving forward, I'll be doing a lot of that. But yeah, I don't think anybody actually addressed the gift-giving part though. No, it's true. So I think it's, no, I was still thinking about the gifts because I was going to say, you know how they say there's like five love languages. It's like physical touch or it's doing acts of service. So like if I'm dating someone and they just help me, I don't know, change my tires, I'm not going to assume now that they're in love with me. And so I think the gift giving thing in my mind is going to be about on the same level if we're at that. Like I've gone to birthday parties where I'm like invited to so-and-so's grandpa's birthday and I'll like bring him Werther's, you know? I'm like, I'm not in love with your grandpa, but these are your favorite candies. I don't think that you're wrong in getting a gift, but I do think that it can be received as like, I'm showing a greater amount of affection. And it also is for that individual too. I was thinking like, some people receive love in that manner, like you were just saying, Alex. So then they're like, oh, this person. I also think it's done so infrequently. Whereas lots of times, you know, it's like, oh, I don't have a truck. He does. So it's like he helped me out with moving and stuff like that. That's a very common kind of like exchange between men and women is like helpfulness. But I don't think gift giving is as common, just as like physical touch or physical acts is a very common act that people do casually and in relationships. Whereas People don't casually give gifts often. Mm. It comes down to like the frequency of it. So like, again, there's like an expectation that men pay for the meal. And if you pay for my drink or you pay for my supper, even like the first 10 times we see each other, you're paying for my supper. I don't think you're in love with me. But because the story is like, even boyfriends give bad gifts or you're like, oh, my husband never knows what to give me for Christmas. So to receive like maybe like a thoughtful or special gift, might be taken that way Mm -hmm. because I just don't see it happening often in media, in the storyline. And that's why I don't think you're in the wrong, but I think the story we're told is this means something more. I think it kind of just comes back to, I say, sussing out, like, what is the vibe here? What is like, I, I know that sometimes I've been in relationships where I'm like, I found, I think we started off really casually and then I get really emotionally connected. And then I feel like I was the victim or I was misled, but looking back in history, I realized, oh, wow. In some of those cases, that person was really enjoying my company. I was enjoying their company, but then I caught feelings. That's what also deterred us from continuing because they didn't feel the same way or wanted to progress the same way I did. And so I think that honest conversation, those check-ins are like, because we can change. We're humans. We're going to have emotional differences all the time. And so knowing where that other person is. Maybe have a check-in after like a more significant event like that, where you're like, hey, I'm still wanting to keep it casual. I'm glad you hit it off with my parents, but like, where are you at with that? Yeah. Yeah. 
definitely check in on the parking lot for of IKEA before you go right in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about a guy who doesn't want anything serious but inviting you out to a wedding? Yeah, I'm a killer. Without dude. the check-in, without the check-in. Let's say, yeah, nobody's like, checking. seeing each other, but we're going to a wedding together? No, you're seeing each oh, other. Oh, I'm you're seeing them. Okay. Can I be honest? I feel like recently too, it's just like when I start meeting a bunch of your friends, like that's kind of a deal to me because I'm very protective. Like I'm not going to bring you around my friends or family unless it's a big uh, Ding, 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 ding. I would like to call false on that. You bring people to vent all of the time casually exposed <laughs> i have met exposed. so many of your dates wow <laughs> okay you're high up on there but sometimes for you i want you to like i want your opinion too i feel like you're always just bringing people along and like sometimes they think it's a date because they're uh, like holy shit i'm meeting your high school bestie and you're like what? oh it's just a fun time yeah that's true. You see, you see. You okay, I, like I appreciate. The... Sorry, I just, you know, in the spirit of being intentional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the type of guy that would invite a girl out to come to a wedding with me because I, I don't want to be by myself. Yeah, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything for me, but I can see how it can be interpreted to mean that you're now more. I'm that girl who would be like, oh, I'm honored. And then I would also be like, oh, I'm meeting all these important people in your life. That would be a good time to have a check-in is like prior to like, yeah. hey, I'd rather like know, like where do I stand in your life? It's in how you frame it because there's always like that uh, define the relationship or whatever where you're like, what are we? I think leading with like what you want instead of being like, what am I to you? You could be like, hey, uh, I notice we're spending a lot of time together, but I still want to keep this casual or like we're spending a lot of time together and I'm starting to catch feelings. I think it's a way to do the check-ins instead of like being like, what are we? Alex, every time we have these conversations, I'm just always so impressed at like, you come from such a healthy framework of yeah. mind to like- And I'm so much younger than you. Can you imagine <laughs> young people? Well, this is great. I feel like we could talk all night on dating and modern dating and our approaches and our experiences. I want to like thank everyone here for being so vulnerable and open and sharing and hearing each other out too. Like, you know, we might not have all the same perceptions and ideas, but it is really nice hearing different perspectives. I know for me, it helps me grow a lot. So thank you. Thank yeah. you, Kingsley, for joining us. My pleasure. If... uh you're single out there, feel free to jump in my DMs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Kingsley. After show. We were super lucky to have Kingsley on the show. As Amy says, we need more hetero male voices. Our hetero representation is weak because That's like they always have a mic. <laughs> I mean, yes and no, not on our podcast. That's for sure. I appreciate that you were able to talk about love on the pod. I know that that is not your fave. Um, you know what? Less stress for me this time really around. Really good. Yeah. So progress. You know, I, again, going off of like what I see on TikTok and stuff, but there's this thing been going around that says when you're choosing like your partner, not only are you choosing someone to marry, but you're sitting down for this many meals for the rest of your life you're choosing if you choose to have kids you're choosing like the father or mother or parent of your child and I think relationships not all relationships but when you're looking for a partner long term 
it's more than just the love and the romance. And I know you and I talked about this and remember mm-hmm. and we were in your parents' trailer. And when you were like, oh, do you want more of like a love relationship? or do? You, or, and then I was like, I'm looking for like a partnership. Not that I don't mm-hmm. want love and need that in my like romantic partner, but you're choosing to like sign on to live with someone for your whole life. Like being able to communicate is really important. To give listeners the uh, context of this conversation, I was kind of making a spectrum of love. And on one spectrum, I was saying like passion versus like reality. Yeah, like it is hard to find that like middle ground. You want best of both worlds. You were saying you would land more on the realistic side. Like that would be more of your choice. Yeah. And you said realistic, but you also said, oh, compatibility. Like Compatibility. Like, sorry. Yeah. Like a really compatible partner. And I don't know, we can have passion. Like, mm-hmm. yes, of course you want that, but pick someone that annoys you the least. So hopefully this episode helped. I know it did for me. The personal growth out of this podcast for me is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can never stop because I keep growing. Exactly. What are we lifelong learners? Mm-hmm. Classic. <laughs> Way to get that in there. <laughs> Thank you, Kingsley, again, for joining us on our conversation about modern love. Jar of questions. All right. Hit us with it. With it. No, do it again. <laughs> I like that. Hit us with it. That's okay. We're keeping that in. Hit us with it. Anyway, the question this week is which box store would you live in? And now I know everyone's mind is saying Ikea. I even know Amy's mind is, and she might say that, but I want you to get creative with it. Like which store is actually going to give you everything you need? Maybe I should go first because it's a less creative answer. Like I, hands down, am picking Ikea. Like I mean, it would be so fun. I don't know why you wouldn't pick Ikea. You, you could sleep in a different bedroom every night, which would be really fun. And you can play kitchen and all the different kitchen setups. And not just that, the cafe would be so fun to dine in. There's healthy options. And if you want to eat Swedish meatballs every day, you can. I want to know what you picked now. No, it's true. And and I want to pick Ikea because it just seems like a great answer. But I have said this out loud before that I would live in Bass Pro Shop. Oh, yes, you have. I said know. That. I know. I know. I went there with my dad and I was like, it's like a whole little village in here. And they have really great water feature with all these fish. Yeah, it's very feels like you're outdoor. There's lots of places to sleep. You can sleep in a tent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's stop what? you there. What kind of better sleep are you having than on an actual mattress with proper comforters of different I shades of color? Actual mattresses in Ikea. Like, remember yeah, they do. I- Ikea sells mattresses. You're um, saying a tent is going to be better? All right, I'm not keep saying going. a tent is going to be better. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's there's modes of transportation so you can just like zoom around the store. They have a really great food section. I had one of the best sandwiches of my life there. It's nice. aesthetically pleasing. That's what and I feel. I get what you mean. Like the decor, even when you're in that shop, makes you feel like you're in the real outdoors, which is really cool. But my answer still lies with Ikea. I still no, think it's like and a I'm great day. I'm not going to you on that. You make a great date, did you say? Yeah, yeah, I really would. I think that this is um, controversial because Kingsley in this very episode said, is I going to Ikea a date? And I think you and I both said, no, no. I think it would be a fun date. Like, but then I was saying, you like, think I would, it would go be a to fun Ikea. date because 500 days of summer made it look like a good date. I don't even remember that scene, but I have the best time just hanging out and I have a little meal at the end and I'm like, this was money and time well spent. Well, I know I'm going to lose this battle. Everyone will say Ikea, but I'll turn it to the listeners. Which box store 
are you choosing to live in? This podcast is edited by myself, Avery Severs. The music is mixed by Moons Over Mars.